0: Friday, December 17th. We're coming at you hot today. Last day before the live stream. We're gonna talk about that, gonna talk about some stair steps, talk about Rivian, and a couple more things that we can fit in.
1: If you I go, the people really wanna know who I is and who I be. They Friday say bounce it's time. They see it's it's real good today.
0: You can even go halftime with the bounce if you want. Big deep bounces instead of you like. Can. Uh, You can do short bounces. You can do deep bounces. (laughs) We're not going to judge you. Do the kind of bounce that feels right on a Friday afternoon. I'm going to read something. It's very important. Pay attention. Here it is. When I heard there was going to be an automotive year-end extravaganza, I couldn't contain myself. And then I found out that Paul J. Daly and Kyle Mountseer would be hosting the event. As I was jumping up and down uncontrollably, I couldn't stop shouting, Paul and Kyle are coming! Oh my God, I know them. I know them. I'm still having a tough time getting away from saying the word extravaganza because it's almost as fun to say as Francisco. Just like the holiday shopping at 1980 shopping malls and inflatable Godzillas at car dealerships, all this fun must come to an end. The anticipation will soon be over when the live streaming event with Eric and Tiffany Wells and Carrie Wise and myself begins on Monday, December 20th at 12 noon Eastern. Click on the following link to register. It's worth the applause. That is the LinkedIn post that Brian Kramer made yesterday. I'll tell you what. He just Just came out swinging.
1: I mean, that was like some people, I guarantee that was like, that was on the tip of his tongue for days. And He was like, I cannot wait to drop this.
0: It's, (laughs) you know, oh my gosh. Why didn't we think that we should call him right now? Oh, it's Phone Call Friday. Phone Call Friday has been having a little bit of trouble lately. What we're going to do is we are going to dial him up and just see if we can get him on the phone. I don't know if it's going to work, but um, you know, Friday, he's busy. It's holidays. Good morning, how are you, buddy? Oh, except for Brian Kramer picked up Brian, you're on the podcast with Kyle and I. But I, I this wasn't morning.
2: the first choice, obviously.
0: You, no, you were
2: uh, I was the settlement.
0: Well, you will hear about <laughs> No, it's beyond that. You're gonna feel bad. You're gonna owe us a nice gift after that when you hear the podcast today, because we just got done giving you all kinds of props by reading your LinkedIn post from yesterday. And I was like, "We're calling Brian today." That was maybe the.
2: <laughs> that was. Uh, I was thinking of both of you when I wrote that. You know.
0: I hope so. You know, I was as I read it, I was just picturing you dressed like Buddy the Elf.
2: Right? Do you I'm have holding c- my, my hands to my cheeks? Going.
1: I know him. <laughs> Actually, actually, now we fully expect you to be
0: dressed like Buddy the Elf on Monday. You know, spandex is not a good look for me. Yeah, I can see Buddy <laughs> the Elf and your 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 body type not really working out together.
2: It's not. It's not a good look.
0: Oh uh, well, thank At you so all. much for for making us all smile. Um, I
2: was just actually on the other other line on uh, David Long's, uh, so he'll hear this on David Long's Clubhouse uh, Used Car Group. Oh
0: yes, all things used cars, right?
2: But like when you, you guys call, it's like a, you know, like Anchorman, you know, I mean? when they're blowing that Ricola horn, like, Whoa! you
1: know, <laughs> troublemakers assemble. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: Bring no. them get. Again. <laughs> oh, man, too much, too much. Let's do this real quick. Um, what's what's your big takeaway from this week? Just uh, thinking about what you've accomplished or what, what you've been focusing on.
2: We've been focusing on service and digging into it in a in a massive way. I was actually just over with uh, well, a couple things. I was I was with Toyota in uh, Deerfield Beach, SET, and they just came out that Toyota is going to be producing eight hundred thousand vehicles in January, which is an all time like beyond an all time record. What? Which is
0: yeah, like all time record pre COVID production. Yeah, anytime. Oh my gosh. That's so, unbelievable.
2: Uh, yeah, they, so they are at full throttle. And the thing is, is that there's it's been trickling in, you know? But, yeah, they're going to be over maximum capacity in January.
0: No kidding. No kidding. That's good. I mean, I expected that the, you know, the temperature. And they issued a press release around it. Oh, they did? Oh, we're going to yeah. include that in this week's pushback email for sure. That's amazing. I mean, you were saying you were saying like a month or two ago that you were feeling confident that you were going to get back, but it sounds like this was even faster than you thought.
2: Well, so it came back, but it was coming back a little. It was coming, it was better, you know? Like yeah. uh normal month, 350 cars for us this month, you know, it's going to be probably just under two, under 300. So, I mean, that's not that far off, but hold on. I'm going to, let's see how Starbucks handles my mobile express <laughs> uh, I've got the mo- uh, mobile order for Brian.
0: Oh man, Starbucks is on the podcast right now and they don't even know it. They can don't you, even know it. Can you ask them if they're interested in unionizing while you're there?
2: <laughs> That's it. This is straw. Thank you. That's, uh, that, even that makes, and I don't, not many things make me feel uncomfortable except for Carney's and nuclear war, but that makes me feel uncomfortable. What does? That question. Uh, Asking <laughs> about <customer by>
0: unionizing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the real question is this: You just had a, like an instant experience at the window, right? Yes. You were like, "I have my mobile order." She asked a great question to clarify it, and then just handed you your beverage. You're already back on the road. Now the it's question like is:
2: Buck do, Rogers,
0: do you think that that would have been a better experience if you were working with a unionized employee? I don't. Yes. But I
2: can't judge like that.
0: No, but you can't, but in that, in that store, they're obviously doing a good job, right? The employee seemed so, happy. You had a good experience, right? That might not be the case for the Buffalo store. You know, that was the first one to unionize, right? Cause you don't know what's going on under the hood. Um,
2: I I had a dealership try to unionize on me in the past. So I'm very familiar with yeah. that. yeah. Actually two dealerships. I came in on both of them as they were in the middle of a petition.
0: You mean it wasn't right, right. after you started? Right before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Be clear.
0: There's a common denominator. Actually, <laughs> one kidding. of
2: them was the second day, but I, I didn't even know what service was back then.
0: I got you. So yeah, but I, I gr- found out real quick. I grew up in a I grew up in a union home. My dad was a union phone installer for Bell Atlantic, which is now Verizon, and um. I will say this from an observation standpoint. I have rarely had a great experience from a, a union organization um, because I think, it, and it's tough because everyone, like you said, it's a judging that way because leaderships are different, in, but it's very difficult to have a great customer experience, I think, in an environment where there's built-in contention, and I think that that's – when a business and can't,
2: there's a layer between where where you can't directly talk to your people.
0: Oh, for it sure. It creates
2: an unnecessary friction.
0: Absolutely, and and it's t- like I remember my like Belt Atlantic wanting to buy winter gear for because it was Philadelphia wanting to buy winter gear for all their technicians, and um, the unions like don't take it. And my dad's like, I would really like some good winter gear, and they're like, don't take anything <laughs> from them, right? It's like it's it's just an awkward situation, and you know if you think about it, the union they only survive as long as there's friction and contention. So there's really a vested interest to not ever reach full resolve. All the way we digress a little bit, but But there used to be a need for it. Absolutely. But
2: now now what happens is if you don't take care of your people, the customer puts you out of business. Absolutely. You don't have to worry about
0: it. Absolutely. Right. And and not to mention now we have OSHA, Department of Labor, we have customer experience and it's I mean, it's a it's a employees market right now too, right? There's there's somewhere else to go if they don't like it.
2: Oh yeah. So I'll tell you, I, I'm actually reading the Starbucks book. A good buddy of mine, Doug Barnett, uh, used to run our NASCAR team. Uh, the Geico aspect of it. He sent me this book by Howard Behar called uh, "It's Not a It's Not About the Coffee," as I'm going through this experience, you know, as we speak. And he's there's so many good takeaways from it. And just one. Thank you. Think about that. That was what five seconds?
1: Yep. This, this is your morning <laughs> with Brian. I love it. This is amazing. This is amazing.
2: That was just a retail experience. But here's the here's the amazing part of this book, right? He was saying he goes, You can't uh shove things down people's throat and you can't dictate to them how they're gonna do their job. And when you when you dictate how to them how they're gonna do their job, what you do with talented people is you remove their dignity.
1: Mm.
2: And strong. you you put a cap on their ability to innovate. And he said, and and quite frankly, you know, when you're an executive or upper level management, C suite, whatever, you're not the best person to make that decision. He said, you know, our purchasing department, which is in charge of buying the brooms, they're not the best people to buy the brooms. The person that's sweeping the floor is because in different parts up there, you guys are going to have more salt and, and different things than we're going to have down here with palm fronds and whatever. But the, they said the person who's sweeping the floor should be the one that's, that's selecting the broom.
0: I love that. As
2: not like they should pick whatever they want, but there should be two or three choices, but they should have the decision-making ability on it. They know better, and, and they'll have more buy-in when they have input.
1: Brian, could could we uh, could we extend that example into the person that's selling the car should be able to select the tool? Oh! <laughs> oh. oh! I came at him! <laughs> I came at him! So...
2: I'll tell you this. I know that I'm less experienced. My background's in variable, not as much service, right? So as I'm going through this digital transformation in service, which is my whole 2022, it's, <clears throat> I couldn't be more excited about it. But I don't know as much about it, right? So if you think about like Tesla and Carvana, Droom, they didn't know as much about the car business as somebody in the car business. And I actually now, looking at service, I think it's actually a benefit because mm. not knowing so much Allows to me questions. to ask more questions. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. And why
2: do you do this? And why do you do that? And why does that? And then as I'm saying that, I, and they, my own employees that I've worked with for years are going, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Does it? The mm. guy's never had anybody ask me that question or why is it that we have to log in and the tech stack and service is worse than the tech stack and variable. It's crazy. as that, yeah and it's so i mean there's no crm the we're we're right now connecting twilio and car wars into our digital retail tool which and everything i'm going through on this just like in sales you're you're the only one in the country that's asking for this you know nobody else has even expressed interest or said that this is even a need and we need to set all this dev work up to build this around you and kilway was on the call and he goes absolutely (laughs) because everybody just doesn't know yet it's not even a debate and then once you show them what this is everybody's going to want it but like like for instance uh you guys will appreciate this more than anybody ga tracking events like in the dr tool but in a service dr tool yes and you know so long there's no real scoreboard i mean there's some with reverse risk and keeps rome's corporation all that stuff but there's no way to track the event tag marketing and service. Did they drop off at the decline labor off? Were they, I'll tell you where they're dropping off on ours. Cause I can at least see that right at scheduling the service appointment. But you want to have a reality check. Everybody goes, Oh, try to buy a car on your website. Try to schedule a service appointment, right. on your website. I mean, try to buy tires.
1: Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I, love- <laughs> I listened to phone calls the other night. And I'm listening to these calls. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just like appraisals. As I'm listening to it, hey, you know, I'm calling about this ma- mailer, email blast, all this stuff that I spent all this money on. to buy, you know, buy three tires, get one free. Hey, you know, I mean, it's blowing up on the phone. I mean, one after another after another. And some of them are going to BDC. Some of them are going to the parts department. Yeah, I want to buy tires. Can you connect me with tires? You know, they go to the parts department. I can, park, I can pro, uh, price you out tires, but I can't price you out labor to install it. What?
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. When can you come in?
0: Right. And I'm not used and, to, I'm not used to paying for those things separately. Right.
2: right. Or then they call the service advisor. Hey, I've got a, you know, whatever, 2019 Highlander. Do you know what size, what's the diameter of your wheels? Um, What is that? What is that? How do I find that? Yeah. Well, it's on the sidewall of your tire. Huh?
0: Yeah. What? And then they
2: go, you know what? When can you come in? It's just to be a lot easier. Well, I, I live twenty minutes later. Do you know the tires are in stock? We'll figure that out when you get
0: here. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's, thinking better when we're face to face. No kidding. We have a we have a few minutes left here to talk about uh, one more thing that I think ties to what we were talking about in in customer experience yesterday. Kyle and I were talking about the real win or loss is. The customer perception of the industry and the retail auto dealer network. And I'm, we're looking at an article in automotive news from last week where Paul Walzer, who's going to be our very first guest on our year in extravaganza uh, on Monday. That's he, a great call. It, it was so great that we got him. I mean, it wouldn't be an, a Soto live stream if we didn't have the chairman of the NDA kicking us off. So basically, he was talking about one of the things that he thought was a great benefit from the disruption, the supply chain disruption. Uh, was he thinks there's a reasonable chance that, you know, stair-step programs are going to go away. And we were talking about how that actually affects the customer or the perception. It's because, you know, they go in one dealer and he says, I'm selling this for you for what I bought it for. And they're like, okay. And then they go down the street and a dealer sells them the car for $5,000 less than that because they're trying to get their incentive. And now, you know, the the consumer's just like, I knew it. Dealers are liars. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? But they're telling the truth. So, you know, what you brought up with the Toyota thing, coming back to inventory, coming back to a world where there is inventory, oh. the thought that we might actually have an opportunity to get rid of incentive programs that didn't do right for the dealer or the customer. So I've been
2: thinking about that a lot. Go ahead. And as you see, I've seen these cars coming down the pipe and I think that I think that it comes back to branding and marketing. And now that I've, I look because I'm looking at it now through a different lens through our service department, where we still at we still advertise specials, we still advertise price, we still advertise discounts. We do all these different things, right, and that are all about price. And then the customers come in, and they're all about price. Not just in, in the sales department is less than the service department, and it, it's blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always reflect back. You know, did we create this? And I think we did by. This way of advertising to where I don't I don't know that the stair steps and all that so I'll say it like this. We had a couple appraisals in the last thirty days. We're like, hey, you know what? I think we can take this one in for less. This person doesn't know what it's worth. They haven't been online and you know, Wendell Hardy or GSM's like, no, we're just whatever it's worth, it's worth. We're not messing with it. We're keeping it simple, fast, and easy for our associates and for the customers. Yeah, but we don't have to give them this much for the trade. And it's really a dichotomy. You know, it's like, do you want to give money away? Do you, you know, you're still a for-profit. It's not like you're a charitable organization. But the overarching theme, how many more trades you win that you don't even realize, you know, our, our we have 76% of our, Sold vehicles have trades now. Whereas there was one point we dipped down at 48 to 52%, mm. didn't know why. Right. And some people were just on the sidelines. Some people sold them to Carvana, CarMax. Some people did what I don't know what they did with them, but I know that we got a lot less of them. And I and I think that this is the exact same thing. We don't ever scramble at the end of the month now. Our end of the month closes are like a trot across the finish line. They used to be, uh, you know, like you know, tackling people.
0: Right. Right.
2: <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, you know, forward and, right. <laughs> and you fell to bell for the last five days and red bulls and you're not leaving nobody gets left behind and as, i mean it was like a ritualistic you know blood on your face type experience and everybody was exhausted for a week and then you wonder why everybody gets burnt out in this business but now it's so much more consistent and steady but i don't think it's because of the production i think that, our, that doing it and branding to where you're not talking about that drives the right behaviors of the sales people because they know what's most important. The customers aren't coming in with all these bullets to shoot at them that you've loaded into their gun. Mm. And but so I think that the dealers that, like, you know, the, the ones that you're always with and talking about and, and the the ones that you help branding are going to be the winners in this. And I think that the ones that still keep advertising price, it doesn't matter how many cars they have they're still going to be dealing with the struggle and then they're going to go, okay, we're off pace. What, yeah. what used to happen is, oh here, can you call the rental car company and see if they'll take 10 cars? Well, if we just did what Carvana does and CarMax, we would already be at the number. Now, maybe we would have missed two grand here or one grand there, but how much does it cost when you have to react? To Macro wins. Like that. Right. I, I, yeah. I think
1: that that's, I think that that's the, that that's the big thing. And, and uh, we're running out of time, Brian, but I want to close us with that is that, is that, is that we, we are so concerned about what's happening today that we forget about what could happen tomorrow or five years in the future. And, and the reality is, is that if we consistently look at the whole picture, both including today and, and, and tomorrow, and, and step back from the customer experience, ask, ask what's really happening, then what we're gonna do is progress quicker and quicker and quicker. And we're gonna retain loyalty and all of that. Together, uh,
2: let, me, let me say one last thing. You guy, Gary oh. Richard, said something. Go he ahead. said that he, what he won't tolerate is pay, overpaying for the past and not investing in the future, specifically when it comes to people and media.
0: Oh, oh. Well, there you have it. We got a little couple bonus minutes with Brian Kramer this morning. Register at... Dealerspushingback.com for the live stream. Brian is going to be dressed as Buddy the Elf, and we're going to show up <coughs> ready to fire.
1: Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's the one, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat.